talk sports, but we came here to win. The most legit podcast, that's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news, we underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes you, because we got Chris and Anshu to bless you. With the best features, best stories, we diving deep like a Lambo leap. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring, we on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the talk path, in the cold, get a gold brand. Sit back and raise the cat, because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Underdog. Chris Hordell joined by Anshu Kana Anshu. Chris! You're ready to make people rich. Yes. Yes, I am. He says confidently. I'm in this uh I'm in this competition well also with Mario and uh and and Sean Ryan going uh and uh I uh, I don't want to brag, but I I hit four of four last week. Wow, who are you? We should be. Should should we split this? Should I be asking you the lines? No, no, you? terrible idea. Because no. then my my deficiencies will be exposed publicly, and that's not <laughs> what I'm looking for. Oh, I like to air out my my deficiencies <laughs> as much as possible. So I have zero pride. Let's let's go zero and sixteen or whatever it is this week. Zero oh, and sixteen. Yeah, uh, that is every bit as impressive as as getting every game right in my mind. That's true. Every, every bit it's as impressive. Honestly, maybe even harder. But I've got the uh, I've got all the lines from Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me, and uh, let's dig into this. The first game Thursday night. At least this is better than last week, is what I'll, what I'll say. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. Bavada has the Bears plus five and a half at home. Ooh, wow. Not a lot of love for the Bears. We saw them as home dogs against the Colts last week, which was a little bit of a stunner, I thought, given yeah. you know how Nick Foles had looked the previous week. He looked a lot more back to earth. The Colts defense looked amazing, by the way. We'll get mm-hmm. there. But um, Tampa, talk about the walking wounded, man. Three days off, and then they, they go to Chicago. They have nobody in their receiver room right now that's healthy. They're literally, their top four guys are all out. Um Evans, Godwin, Watson, and uh, Scotty Miller all injured. So we'll see how many of them play. I think Evans will still find a way just because that's kind of like his thing. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it pains me to say this, but I think that the Bears are a pretty solid bet there as that big of dogs at home. Interesting. So you are not buying into this Bucks team just yet? I'm not. I mean, their defense is better than I expected, but I just think that those receivers aren't going to be healthy. If they're all there, I mean, even if two of them are there, I think that they stomp the Bears. But I worry that if it's just Tom Brady and a bunch of, you know, like backups to backups, then I think let's call them different. Travis Fulgums <laughs> and a bunch of Travis Fulgums, Travis's Fulgum, then yeah. you know, I, I mean, and Ronald Jones, and yeah, I mean Gronk. There you go, Gronk and OJ Howard. I yeah. still don't. Oh, well, I don't know. OJ Howard's out for the season with a uh, with oh. a, uh, a knee injury, and also I believe Fournette is a game time decision. Not that that really matters that much with how he's played. Oh man, Howard's out for the season. That's a dagger. Um, so it's just Gronk and Brady like old times, huh? Um, yeah, yes, I mean, just like old times. <laughs> a touchdown, you know, touchdown or five and a half points to cover on the road is not easy against even an average team like the Bears. Okay, so and also Kenyon Barner got suspended four games for violating the, the league's drug policy. Oh, uh, wow. ju- ju- Justin Watson, wide receiver, missed practice. Scotty Miller was held out of practice. Where else? Chris Godwin has not come back to practice. Fournette's a game-time decision. 
Mike Evans didn't practice on Tuesday. And yeah, O.J. Howard with a torn Achilles out for the season. So, uh, oh, and LaShawn McCoy got hurt. He sprained his ankle week four. So, you know, yeah, good, good times in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Wow. That's dang. That's how about O.J. Howard? Isn't he a free agent after this season? That's a tough one. Does he have one more year left? Uh, I I don't I know they didn't pick up that option, but I don't remember if they still have one more. uh, What exactly what option that was? I'm looking at it right now. Signed a four-year, $11.09 million contract. Is signed for 2021 at a pretty big price tag, though. $6 million. Uh, I don't know, man, if three, two and basically two and a half games with Tom Brady is enough to warrant that $6 million price tag. And coming off of a torn Achilles. Yeah, not ideal. But, you know, they... Uh, can't imagine Gronk is going to have a much longer NFL career with what we've seen so far. So you're going to, going to need something at the position, but yeah, yeah, problem for them a little bit later. The, uh, I guess, disappointing Arizona Cardinals head to New York to take on the utterly disappointing New York football Jets, and Bavada has the Jets plus seven at home. Ooh, love the Cardinals there. Sounds like... Yeah. Vegas isn't the biggest fans of the Cardinals yet. I know that their line last week going into Carolina wasn't um, was surprisingly you know conservative for the for the Cardinals. So I I do think that any team playing the Jets is going to come off the map, but especially the Cardinals this week. I fully expect them to go in there and cover that spread. The Jets are unconscionably bad. The, this team is just horrible. <laughs> Although I will say, like the, at least the fourth quarter of that Thursday night game, while not well-played football was interesting enough football uh yeah that's fair that's fair um it's, it was bad but i mean you know they knocked brett ripping out of the game so that they, <laughs> i don't know they're, that's it's an ugly thing there i mean they're they're not even that decimated i know Le'Veon bell comes back this week but really other than him they've they've basically got the pieces that they they signed up for rashad perriman was playing last week i believe and I don't know. They're they're a mess, man. And Sam Darnold is just definitely ticketed for New England or somewhere else, as we've talked about. Yeah, he needs to get out of that place as quickly as humanly possible. And they certainly look like the the odds-on favorite to uh, to win that first pick through ineptitude and pick Trevor Lawrence. Are you at all surprised that Adam Gase was not the first head coach fired? Yes, I was. I wasn't surprised. Well, I'm very surprised that either he or Quinn, Dan Quinn wasn't. But yeah. Bill O'Brien gets the boot. I, I mean, all three of them certainly deserve to be fired with all due respect to them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a mess. They're so bad. I mean, to me, the only reason you keep Gase, as I think you brought up last week, is mm-hmm. you know the replacement might end up being better than him. So you want if you want to lose, lose hard and get Lawrence out of this. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that it was O'Brien, too, given that after last season, they gave him the GM tag as well. And now they're just like, you know, no, I don't think so. This is just, it's time to move on. So, uh, well, I wonder how much O'Brien, the GM, cost O'Brien, the coach, the job, you yeah. know, the, like, the new Hopkins trade, the new Hopkins trade, the tonsil trade to give up the first rounder so that even you know, had they tanked the season for whatever reason, although the, that reason is probably the Hopkins trade, like, mm. you know, at least they could have had two really solid picks going into next year, but they don't have those either because they're going to the Dolphins. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's 
that that compromises the whole thing. I think like trading the new Hopkins trade and then just you know compounding that that problem by making a bunch of weird signings and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. To put it in perspective, the Texans have a, a gigantic payroll right now. Uh, they're zero and four. Both of their first and second round draft picks go to the Miami Dolphins, which currently is the third pick in the draft. That is just a rudderless team with little hope for the future. Well, thank God for them that they've got the one queen piece, right? They've got, they've still got Watson, and that alone is probably enough to draw a pretty good coach and some good talent. They're in a good town. I think that they'll be okay generally. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's going to get worse before it gets better, I think. Maybe not record-wise, because they've had an absolutely miserable starting schedule. But, you know, I, yeah, I think this offseason is going to be a very tough one for them. Like, I mean, paying Cooks and Cobb and, you mm-hmm. know, and basically paying David Johnson, not re-signing Jadavian Clowney. Just a lot of big mishaps there. Well, and, you know, you mentioned they make that trade for Tunsil. Watson's already been sacked 16 times this season. He's on pace to be sacked 64 times. Like, that is not a—obviously, I mean, Tunsil played well individually, but that is not a trade paying off. No, and I mean, especially for, like, a mobile quarterback like Watson, it's not like those are—I mean, he's not a guy that should get sacked that much. He's not a statue back there. So, yeah, I—it's I, bad. And, you know, and just, like— watching that man like at least o'brien is an offensive coach you you should be putting up points even if you're losing mm-hmm. and I, I, they aren't doing that either bob an nfl coach still or do you think he uh he may go back to the college level it's a good question um i mean i uh, i think that he could be you know he's a professional game caller i think like play caller and it's interesting because literally hours before he got canned he had said he was mm-hmm. taking play calling duties back, which is hilarious to me. But uh, yeah, no, I think that he could still be an offensive coordinator. Like he could, hey, if Josh McDaniels goes somewhere, it wouldn't shock me if he goes back to New England and maybe runs that offense. Well, what if it, Josh McDaniels goes to the head coaching position in New England? <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's juicy. You think Belichick's done after this year? I don't know if he's done after this year, but you know I think that Josh McDaniels has been promised that 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 yeah, role right. as the next head coach yeah, yeah. so i don't know it, it, it's always weird when an offensive coach takes over because then is he going to call plays is he not going to call plays and if he is calling plays that really uh diminishes the value of for a big name coordinator to come in uh, well, we shall see uh yeah, yeah. i'm just i'm just still so mad at josh mcdaniels for turning down that that Colts job last minute and then we lose Frank Reich and the Eagles offense goes to shit but <laughs> well if it makes you feel better Frank Reich would have been gone for sure very soon after that so. but at least a year later right that's true you'd have gotten one more glorious year that's true that was like that's that was weird that was right after the Super Bowl wasn't it yep. like it was really late in the game yeah that stuff it was. And on the plus side, for me having to watch football, Josh McDaniels did not take the Browns job after I thought he was going to. So he yes. may, may have saved me there, but uh, plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Carolina Panthers, uh, the aforementioned Carolina Panthers, head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Bavada has the Falcons minus two and a half. Wow. I I mean, after watching the Falcons yesterday and it, Julio again out, uh, you know, mm-hmm. midway through that game, 
Oh man, they are a mess, man. They are the they are just zombie land. They're like mm-hmm. they you know, their defense is so bad. Now again they lose Demonte KZ for the season. I mean, they are like they're horrible. I like they <laughs> they should be better. Their offense should definitely have put up a bunch of points on the Packers. They didn't. I don't know. I I I like the Panthers. I think that they've got a lot more juice and I think that, you know, they come in now it, there was a thought when Christian McCaffrey got hurt that Maybe by the time that his high ankle sprain had, had sort of recovered, that maybe they would decide to like really slow play him and kind of try to tank. They're not that bad at all, and no. I think that they're they're a better team than the Panthers or than the Falcons at this point. Yeah, Bridgewater's got that team playing well. Players like to play for Bridgewater. Obviously, you've got the Bucks three and one in that division, and the Saints looking a little bit better last week. Now two and two, but. At two and two, anywhere but uh, but out of the division, especially like I like uh, like you said with these Falcons sitting at the bottom, just such a a mess of a team and another team that needs to make a change in leadership real real quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the other thought is, you know, in with the expanded playoffs, nine and seven is almost certainly good enough to make the playoffs now. Um, just like you know, you're going seven deep. I I don't know. So you know the the Panthers could definitely be hanging around and in that mix for sure. That's a, that's an interesting thought. I, that is certainly possible. Uh, let's talk about those Cincinnati Bengals. Joey B gets his first win as a pro. They head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens, and Bovada has those Ravens minus thirteen. Ooh, that's a big number. After yes, yeah. the Bengals get their first win. They're one zero and one in their last two weeks. So <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this Bengals team's that bad. I have not been impressed with the Ravens this year uh specifically the last three weeks so I kind of like the Bengals to cover this I don't know that I doubt that they win but um you know this the Ravens have issues in their receiving game and it's finally come to roost a little bit and I I, you know it's at some point it's got to be more than just Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown has not been very good for them so I think they need a big possession man I think Antonio Brown would be just so perfect for them um given what they're at right now but they're this does. This is not a sustainable thing for the Ravens, I don't think. Right, Hollywood leads the team in catches with only sixteen through wow. uh, through four weeks, which is crazy. Number twelve for Mark Andrews on twenty targets. Yeah, this is a team like a, a guy like Rashad Bateman or somebody like that in the draft this year would be a really interesting fit. There, it seems like there's a lot of those big bodied wide receivers that are going to be there at the end yeah. of the first round. Uh, I, I think my perception of the Ravens is a little bit different just because I, I had to sit there and watch them take a giant steaming dump on the Browns week one <laughs> right. when they looked so good. And then ever ever since then, just not so much. Something doesn't seem right. They really get beat up on by the Chiefs. They don't handle the Texans like I expect them to. Don't yeah, handle okay. Washington like I expect them to. Although, you know, they did beat both of those teams pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I don't... I don't. I don't know. I don't even know if they're the second best team in the AFC anymore. I don't think they are either. I the AFC is like such an obvious foregone conclusion to me right now. But watching that game last night between um, or Monday night between the uh, the Patriots and Chiefs, like I I think that the Patriots once they get Cam Newton back, when they've got you know eight, ten, twelve games of Cam under their belts, I think that that's a a very potentially dangerous team long term. 
Well, I mean, it's you wonder if the Patriots have a chance to win that game if they just play Stidham instead of Hoyer, uh, much like oh much God. like you know the Forty ers could have won if they started Beathard over uh, Nick Mullins, who was just utterly horrible for the uh, for the Forty ers But mm-hmm. and we'll talk about both of those teams in a little bit. Let's go to uh, let's go to Jacksonville. Well, let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars who head to Houston to take on the Houston Texans, and Bovada has the Texans. As six-point home favorites. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's finally a little bit of relief for the Texans in terms of their opponents, but I still don't know if I would pick them. I, I think yeah. that, you know, who knows? But, I mean, Romeo Cornell, okay, so what? I, I don't know what their plan is offensively still. And, you know, the Jags, I'm not saying they're any good by any means, but, you know, they are at least like a somewhat cogent, you know, like com- coherent sort of mix of players and so i i don't know i think that uh i i kind of like the jags to cover six points there at houston just not knowing what the infrastructure is like there yeah you just mentioned something and i was curious about that because i don't know that i'd ever seen an actual announcement on it is romeo the the acting coach I don't know if I've seen an official... I, I thought I had seen that, but... Uh, yeah, I'm looking for it right now, and I can't seem to find anything about who the Houston Texans... <laughs> who's going to be coaching the Texans this weekend. Huh, huh. That would be... I feel like that's probably an important thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fairness, that organization did go without a general manager for a while, so maybe they're just going to go without a head coach for a couple of weeks and see how it oh, goes. Go. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, acting... Yeah, I cannot find anything. And you would think that there would be an announcement at this point. You know, you would think there would be an announcement immediately. Yeah, like, you know, Bill O'Brien's. Although I did also think it was odd that Bill O'Brien held a press conference after he had been fired. Just thought that was kind of a weird, like a a press conference through the Texans after he'd been canned. I don't know. Seems weird. I'm going. I'm on the Houston Texans Reddit right now, trying to see if they're they're discussing who their next coach is. Because this is just this is the world we live in. This is how we get news now. You know, we we find out our president gets coronavirus with with an NBA reporter breaking that news. So yeah, just oh, yeah. so so crazy. Okay. I, Romeo Cornell is now the interim head coach, according to HoustonTexans.com. That seems like a reliable source. Yeah, I think so. Uh, they, by the way, they desperately do not want Josh McDaniels to be their next head coach on the, uh, the Texans Reddit. Uh, can't blame them there. Uh, no. but yeah, I mean, that's going to be a hot job for sure. Getting, just having Watson is such a nice piece. Maybe they can get James Franklin to come and coach. I saw a little hot, spicy rumor about Lincoln Riley, but I doubt it. Oh God. Why? I mean, it, uh, let, let me ask you, is the Lincoln Riley uh, star starting to fade a little bit given his past couple of weeks? I think he's fine. He's still, he's awesome. It doesn't just erase three straight Heisman or basically yeah. Heisman finalists. And yeah, I would still be very excited about having Lincoln Riley if I was an NFL team. That's true, especially with what Kingsbury's done with Arizona exactly. as well. That's so. exactly the Las Vegas Raiders, home of the absolutely uh, non-compliant, mask-wearing head coach John Gruden, <laughs> head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, home of maybe the most compliant, next to Bill Belichick, mask-wearing head coach. And <laughs> Bill Rock and two masks last night. Good for yeah. him. 
Yeah. Bovada has the Chiefs minus 13. Wow. Yeah, there is a lot of love for uh, for the Chiefs right now. And tough to blame Vegas for doing that because they are they're they look really good even when they don't look good they look good you know like yeah. i mean that that game you're right stidham if stidham plays maybe it's a different story but it wasn't a different story and even like you know that game and the game before the ravens i'm trying to remember who they played that week um but it wasn't an impressive job by Mahomes and they, oh the chargers mm-hmm. they almost lose that game too um and you know it's but they they just even when they're bad, they're winning by multiple touchdowns. So I, I think it's the Chiefs. I think that they blow out the Raiders. Were you surprised that they went to Hoyer, given that Stidham was the starter until Cam was signed? Yeah, that was odd. I mm-hmm. I mean, Stidham did throw a couple interceptions, which isn't great, but he looked way better for sure and definitely looked more like, you know, the athlete that they, that they kind of covet, I think, at this point. I mean, Hoyer looked... Hoyer just looked so bad and like he, you know, he would get the ball down to the 20, 25 and then he would, he just took so many bad sacks. Like mm-hmm. for someone that experienced to look that bad in terms of pocket presence is like unconscionable to me, especially for a Belichick team. So yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's surprising. I, I like, you know, in my mind when it said that Cam had COVID, I was like, all right, yeah, it's obviously Stidham. And then I almost forgot that they even had Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I mean that that sack at the first half just had to be the oh, nail in the yeah. coffin for Hoyer because especially as a veteran, you expect that guy to make a better decision in that situation. He cost him points, cost him three points. Yep, absolutely. And then he did it again later, and I yeah. mean he was he was a mess, and like he was missing open guys too. It wasn't like you know at least he was hitting it and getting the ball down the field. Like he was, there were wide open screen passes to be had, especially for a backup veteran you just expect them to take those plays and he was not taking them so uh, yeah I think Stidham is at least he's a little more exciting and, and I assume he'll start next week if if Cam's out ahead of their bye well and you certainly can't blame Stidham for that the Julian Edelman drop for the Honey Badger oh, touchdown my God. that's right that's right the other one was a pretty terrible throw um but it, <laughs> you know it was he was going down the field with it into the end zone so yeah the Patriots could have had a lot more points in that game and uh yeah the Chiefs Speaking of them, I just like it feels like they're almost going through the motions because they know just how good they are. That Ravens game is just one of those things, you know, they, like they know they're the best team in the AFC. Yeah, I, I saw and I was surprised to learn that Julian Edelman since 2017 leads the NFL in drop passes. Damn, that's surprising. I would like yeah. to see. I mean, he does a lot, get, of, a lot of targets, lot of targets so. but yeah, yeah that's that's. That that was one of the worst plays you will ever see from a receiver, though. Just in terms of the turn, the turn. Challenge accepted, Andrew. <laughs> Challenge accepted from this Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver core, who very well, well like, could could be starting you and I next week. That's fair, but that singular play went from, you know, I mean, they're they're driving, they've got a chance to tie this game, to a pick six. I mean, that's literally six points for the other team that otherwise wouldn't be there. So that's. That's just, like, so out of character for Julian Edelman. For sure. What, Anshikana, is the over-under at Bavada for this Raiders-Chiefs game? Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay, so I'm going to say 55. 56. Very, oh. very good. Very good. The okay. second highest over-under of the week 
So obviously we're expecting a lot of offense, like bubble NBA level offense uh, here in the NFL this week. But I'll take it. Uh, up next, the, the Los Angeles Rams head to Washington to take on the football team. And uh, Bavada has the football team plus seven and a half. Ugh, football team. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like before the game, the pressure was on on uh, on Dwayne Haskins, but it yeah. seems like he might have staved it off for at least one more week. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're not a good team. I'm sure you're not super <laughs> concerned about them longer term and uh, and or this week. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not bullish on the football team this week. Oh boy, battle of Pennsylvania. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers minus seven at home. Oh, man, I, I am very interested to get your perspective on the on the Eagles after this one. I mean, I don't think anyone gave them much of a chance to go into San Francisco, even with the backup quarterback and win that game. But, you know, that a win's a win for sure for them. And uh, they'll take it. I yeah, I I can't remember if it was earlier this show or earlier this week where you said that uh this the Steelers off the bye are going to be a, a scary matchup for these mm-hmm. Eagles so but I think that the Eagles can keep it close enough to cover seven the only saving grace of the Eagles so far has been that they lead the NFL in sacks with 17 through four games mm. well but it's it's very they're... tough to bring down number seven on this on, in black and gold but uh maybe they can continue that run yeah, that's the only way that they're going to be competitive. Uh, they make some more defensive ba- defensive changes uh, leading into the game this past weekend as Avante Maddox is hurt late. Jalen Mills goes back to corner, actually plays pretty well. Rookie Kayvon Wallace starts at safety. I don't know. I don't feel good about it. I just, uh, I just want this season to be over, and I want Jamar Chase to be an eagle. <laughs> uh, you guys are going to have to lose a lot more, but... Uh... I think we can handle that. (laughs) (laughs) Good news. Uh, You're going to end up making the playoffs. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait for the the incredible optimism heading to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. But if they make the playoffs, they're going to make the playoffs at 5-10-1 or something like that. (laughs) Honest opinion. I mean, you watch the Cowboys-Browns game, but, like, what's your perspective on, like, if you just lined up the – you know, if it was like baseball where you just played your division, essentially, who do you think is like the who's the better team between the Cowboys and Eagles? Like, how Cowboys. would you line that? You think they are better? That offense is incredible. Uh, that their offense is incredible, although their defense is is equally terrible, and that's okay. surprising given who they have there. Uh, I guess the saving grace of Philadelphia is that you're 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 seeing a lot of backups having to play right now, and hopefully. That helps you in the long run. You know, exactly, you don't have yeah. you're missing your first three receivers. Your your number two tight end, who is really a starting receiver, just a four, a four of the five starters on the offensive line, and one of the guys who was replacing that starter are out. I mean, the good news is that Jordan Mailata makes his first NFL start and plays very well. If if Mailata is is a football player, then that's that's a huge win for Philadelphia. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what this team looks like four or five weeks from now when, God willing, they're a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, guys can't get hurt when they're on the injured list. So. <laughs> hey, it's possible. Um, but no, you're right. Like, I think I, 
I think what also you're sort of getting at here is like the Eagles are just more consistently solid across their roster than the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys have this explosive arcade game offense potential, but mm-hmm. you know, their defense is just so bad. And, and, you know, I just don't, I don't know. They remind me so much of like the late career McCarthy Packers, like in terms of just almost empty calories. Like, you know, their offense is going to score, but they just cannot stop anybody. And they're so like undisciplined and seemingly, you know, just poorly schemed. So I think that's a feather for sure in the in the Eagles cap head to head. Well, and don't you kind of see some some of like St. Louis Rams offense, St. Louis Rams teams in them as well? Yeah, for sure. Just like who gives a shit about defense, right? Like it's just going to be we're going to score points, we're going to try to outgun you, but you know, then you just see like the special teams gaffes and all yeah. the stuff that the Cowboys have done. That's a sign to me of like of a of a very mediocre team, even if they have fun fantasy stats. Yeah, well, speaking of fantasy stats, aren't you? Do you happen to know, and I would like to get your guess if not, how many yards is Dak Prescott on pace to throw for through four games? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, my guess would be just off the top of my head. I mean, he had a monster game, didn't he, against the Browns? Just mm, yards. Five, 500 yards. Oh, man. I'm going to guess that he's pacing for five thousand well aren't you you're really playing it low he is on pace for 6700 yards passing through four games oh my god (laughs) wow that's impressive 6700 yards passing hey good luck signing him dallas cowboys yeah good luck signing that guy man well i mean it's definitely not his fault but it's weird to how jerry jones was like playing the game through the media about how you know, Tony Romo and certain other quarterbacks like had this knack of knowing how to win games or like know when certain things were coming. And it was kind of like a, I don't know, sort of like a slap in the face to Dak, I thought. Yeah. Oh, no, I do think that they there's a very high potential that they, they're ready to move on. And who knows, with what we saw from Trey Lance this weekend, maybe he hurt himself bad enough that he'd be available mm-hmm. when those Cowboys pick. And that would uh, that would make some sense for that team. Yeah. Yeah, we can't. We don't have the time to get into it, but what a catastrophically bad decision that was from Trey Lance. It was just a bizarre one. We talked about a few weeks ago. Just a weird, generally weird move. Yeah, the Indianapolis Colts head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Bovada has the Browns plus one and a half at home. Ooh, Mm. I like the Browns there, even without Nick Chubb. Although I'm interested to get your feel on that, but I think that. This Colts, like, this game is not going to get a ton of publicity, but this is a really good game. Like, this is, the Colts, obviously, week one was just a total fluke. Their defense looks absolutely awesome. I know mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just the Bears, and, you know, before that it was, you know, just a few other teams, but they've been pretty good against some pretty good teams, and I don't think Jonathan Taylor's come near what he's going to end up being for them over the course of this year. So, um, I like I like the Browns to win. I'm surprised that they're dogs, but I... You know, at some point, Phil Rivers is going to fill Rivers, and I think that that's a problem for them. But, you know, I, I their defense is just so good that I expect them to do really well and, and win that division. Yeah, my thoughts on the Cleveland Browns losing Nick Chubb is that they have Kareem Hunt as their backup. Right, and then Dearness Johnson. I've never even heard of that guy. Comes in and dominates um, off the bench. So, you know, they're 
they've got like I think that's a real testament to what Stefanski and, and Callahan are building there up front. Absolutely. The New York football giants head to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys minus 10. Mm. Well, there's there's your nod to the Cowboys being pretty good. They, I don't think they should be a 10-point favorite against anyone, but mm-hmm. you know that they this is one of those where like they win 42 to 10 or whatever, and then everyone's all aboard the Cowboys bandwagon, and hey, is this team for real? I don't know. I mean, I like you said, it, I think that things are going to go pretty well for them here. And, and, you know, if the Eagles are to lose the, the Steelers, suddenly the Cowboys with this weird bad start are in first place in the division. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take the Giants to cover. I just don't – I think that defense is so bad for the Cowboys. The Minnesota Vikings head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Bavada has the Seahawks minus seven. Another team with a coach who may or may not be on a hot seat, but yeah. You're out of here, Pete Carroll. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I thought that the Seahawks would have trouble with the Dolphins last week, and they kind of did, but I expect them at home against this Vikings team to absolutely post a a huge number on them, so I like Seattle. You think there's a realistic chance Zimmer gets fired? (sighs) Man, I mean... For the hopes they had coming into this season, I know they've had some injuries, and especially if Daniel Hunter's out for a little bit or for the rest of the season, yeah. you know they're they're in trouble. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I know that they also extended Zimmer, but they're they're a bad team. They're like not good at all, and they're probably the biggest disappointment in football. I would say they're on that list for sure. I think it, Atlanta's in that conversation as well. I didn't think we're looking at an zero and four team, but yeah, yeah Houston. Uh, Oh, certainly Houston. Although I thought Houston, kind of thought Houston was not going to be good. I just didn't think they were going to be this not good. I just like Houston is a product of their schedule. I think the the Vikings have been horrible like every single week this season, regardless who they're playing. High praise. Yeah, the uh, that really good. Yeah, no issues other than that. The Los Angeles Chargers head to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Bavada has the Saints. Minus seven and a half at home. Mm. I think Michael Thomas comes back for this, but I'm not totally sure, obviously. Um, and if he does, that's a, a obvious Saints pick. But, man, they were in danger again against the Lions in the first half of this game. They ended up mm-hmm. posting a bunch of points, and Kamara just ran over that defense. But I I think maybe the most pleasantly surprised I've been this year has to be with Justin Herbert. This guy... Man, like, what was going on at Oregon where they didn't take full advantage of how good he is? He looks awesome for them. And I, I don't really think of, you know, Anthony Anthony Lynn and Wisenhunt as, like, these offensive geniuses. So whatever he is, he's – I mean, I've been – it's been very, very impressive what Herbert's been able to do. Yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas practiced a little bit last week, so I would guess, especially with it being a Monday night game, that Michael Thomas makes his debut this week. Yeah, I think so too. That will help. It's funny how uh, how much. I mean, it, I guess it's it's considering he set the NFL record for the most catches in the season. I, it shouldn't be shocking, but it, it is a little bit surprising just how vital he is to that offense and what they look like without him. It's insane. I I totally agree. And you know, they even added Emmanuel Sanders, so they should be. You know, they they kind of have like a piece there that where last year if they didn't have him, they would have been completely screwed. This year, at least they have Sanders, and man, they, I mean, you're right, without him, they look completely neutered. Like, it's, 
they look bad. And so, um, yeah, I, I, uh, interested to see how they look with him back. And if, you know, if, cause Drew Brees looks a little washed to me. And if, you mm-hmm. know, if he looks the same once Thomas comes back, then, you know, all bets are off and the Saints are certainly a contender again in the conference. All right, I think uh, I think we've done our part for the week to make sure people uh, can continue to put food on their table to pay their rents, <laughs> send their kids to college and the like. So for Anshu Khanna, I'm Chris Hordell. This has been The Underdog. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.